welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel and I wanted to share uh, a tough case that I had um, because it, um, you might see the same thing at some point. Um, so the, uh, as far as like the things that I treat the most often, I, I would say the most common neck, neck, shoulder, neck, um, mid back sort of problem that I see and that you probably also see. Um, I usually notate it for chief complaint as levator slash trap. It's this levator scapulae upper trap problem um, causes a lot of neck pain, pain down the medial border of the scapula. Um, make, you know, stiff neck, hard to turn their head, um, and a lot of pain in that upper trap area, um, pain that goes up the side of the neck into the area right behind the mastoid. So sort of in between the semispinalis capitis and the and the mastoid, there's that sort of indentation, and um, people get a headache or just pain there, pain down the whole uh, side, you know, posterior side of the neck, the the whole pathway of the levator scap. That is really the most common thing that I treat, and um, you know the 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 way I understand it is. Um, it can be a combination of postural things. Um, the scapular upward rotators like the serratus anterior, the, um, the lower trap, and the upper trap um, all get affected from sitting at a desk. You've got your, your, um, if you've got your hands out front, you're typing a lot. Um, the serratus anterior is protracted a bit and it can become weak. And then when you're doing things that require upward rotation of the scapula, the serratus may not fire very well. The lower trap is, it tends to get inhibited as well because of things like tight pecs, especially pec minor. Um, so then the upper trap becomes the more dominant way to upwardly rotate the scapulae. And the upper trap is a tonic muscle that is prone to getting tight. And it's always packed with trigger points. So um, it's a really common issue that we see. And then remember that the traps also are extensors of the neck because they attach on the back of the skull. The aponeurosis from the trapezius is a big piece of white uh, connective tissue on the back of your head. So the traps being tight, the neck starts to affect the neck and the posture and the like forward head placement type thing, like an upper cross forward head placement because of the tension of the traps. So 
that is really the most common thing that I see. And then the levator scap, you know, when you think about the levator scap, why, you know, why does that get so tight? Um, one reason is that it helps to elevate the shoulder, the, the scapulae, like the upper trap and the levator both elevate the scapula. So imagine you've already got this tight upper trap because for postural reasons, right? And now you're maybe you're carrying things. You're maybe you're carrying groceries or laundry, or you're carrying your baby or something in uh, on you know on the side, the affected side. And the upper trap is already inhibited by being so tight. So now the levator is working harder. So when that starts to kick in, then you're going to have neck pain. Then you're going to have a stiff neck. You can't turn your head to the same side. Can't certainly can't parallel park today parallel parking is a little easier for a lot of people you guys have fancy cars where you can either the car does it for you or you have backup cameras but you know back in the day we had to actually look over our shoulder to parallel park and um, I have a jeep that is not fancy and I still have to look over my shoulder so I'm I'm regularly reminded of how tight my neck can get if I'm not getting my regular acupuncture um, to release the levator. So this is a really common issue and I see it all the time. And remember that the levator scapulae also is one of the three scapular stabilizers that will stabilize the scapula against the rib cage and make it immobile so that you can do work, um, you know, kind of presses and things. Think about the levator scapulae coming down from the neck to the um, to the superior medial border of the scapula. It goes underneath the scapula. Then the rhomboid, rhomboid major especially, is a big, wide uh, muscle that comes from the spine to the scapula, underneath the scapula, and then... It kind of interdigitates with the serratus anterior. The serratus anterior is covering the top eight ribs from the spine all the way over into the front, um, just to the outer part of the ribs, uh, the top eight ribs. And it's connected to the scapula, underneath the scapula. So it when the serratus which protracts the scapula and the rhomboids which which retract the scapula engage at the same time then they are stabilizing the scapula and then the levator scapulae will engage at the same time and as an upward rotator of the scapula it can keep the tension from the serratus anterior from upward um, sorry, it's a downward rotator. The levator is a downward rotator. It can keep the serratus anterior from upwardly rotating when they all contract at the same time. So you got the levator and the rhomboid, and the rhomboid is also a downward rotator. So you got levator and rhomboid as downward rotators, serratus as upward rotator, and serratus as protractor and rhomboid as retractor. When they engage, it can it can dynamically stabilize the scapula so that you can do work with deltoids and uh, lats and pecs and things like that. So 
Um, so, so as a stabilizer of the scapula, it's easy for the levator to get overworked because the serratus and the rhomboids are prone to becoming neurologically inhibited, usually stretch weakness. Um, but the levator being a tonic muscle is prone to becoming short and tight. So the, so the levator wins out when the other two are too weak. So that can start to get overworked. People who have a levator trap pain often activate it at the gym doing overhead presses or upright rows, things that um, upwardly rotate the scapulae, and then the levator being a downward rotator gets overworked. Okay, so I got this nurse patient. She comes in with that pattern. She's got the pain going up the side of the neck to the base of the skull in between the mastoid process and the semispinous capitis pain all the way down the, that part of the neck. She's got the upper, she's got the upper trap pain. She's got the levator scap pain in the mid back, which you expect to see um, that trigger point in the levator right behind the back border of the levator, right where it attaches to the scapula causes a pain referral that goes down the medial border of the scapula. So when it's activated, people will feel pain all the way down into the rhomboids because of the levator scapula, uh, levator scapulae trigger point. So and it's even it's worse for them like lying flat on their back. They feel it aching into their back, into their mid back. So she has the whole, the whole you know normal levator trap issue that I all that I treat like daily. So I treated her, and she's a regular patient of mine. I, I worked. I, I originally worked on her hip, um, uh, hip impingement issues, but then she started having this neck pain. So I treated her as I normally would treat levator scapulae, and I treated the neck, semispinous capitis, levator scapulae with some motor points. I treated upper trap, middle trap, lower trap. Um, get those firing, rhomboid major. Get that firing. Um, and then trigger points. I did some trigger points for the upper trap and levator scapulae. I, I made sure her serratus anterior was firing when she could lie on her back. I did like serratus anterior motor points and got that firing. She felt very good. And then the pain came back like the next day. And so, um, she came back in the next the next visit and and she didn't come like the next week i think she came like two weeks out or something and she was telling me you know what else i noticed is my upper pec really aches when this activates and causes me a lot of pain my mid back my rhomboids my my upper pec area all of this hurts so i'm thinking hmm okay well she does have sort of this upper cross syndrome, but she does have this upper cross pattern of um, internally rotated uh, shoulder, um, you know, a little bit of anterior, uh, anterior um, scapular tilt that would indicate, you know, weak serratus, tight pec minor. So how about we do the same thing and then we treat pec minor, 
we make sure we get serratus firing better um you know see how see how that goes she felt better at the end of the treatment and then it all came back I'm like oh my god how is this happening this is one of the easiest things to treat i treat it so often and people are good like at the end of the treatment they're happy they're good sometimes i don't even see them for like six months they're good a lot of times i see them you know maybe once a month once every, once every two months something like that just to stay on top of it most of the time people come in they're like i just want to come in to make sure it stays away i you know i'm starting to feel a little bit and i just want to get on it before it's like causing me pain um that's the real typical situation is like a little bit of pain but not bad and they come in for maintenance no she was in pain so she came in and i'm like okay this is kind of crazy um let's talk about like where does it hurt the most where do you feel the pain and she's pushing on her she said when it's really bad i feel it re right here she's pushing on her upper pec um, area and and she says and it goes into my rhomboids so i had this flashback to um, when I was studying uh, Travell and Simons a lot. And I remembered that randomly the scalenes can cause diffuse pain into the upper mid-back and into the chest, into exactly where she's pushing because the scalenes attach to the upper ribs. So I thought, oh, I wonder if we can find scalenes that are sensitive oh oh here's the other here's the other thing that was that tipped me off okay she came in this uh this last visit and she was showing me where it hurts she said and it's worse when i raise my arm if i raise my arm the pain goes up my neck and that was the aha moment for me that it was not levator because levator is, is not an upward rotator, it's a downward rotator. So why would the levator engage when she raised her arm? Does not make sense. So she raises her arm and then she feels it in her neck. And I'm like, okay, that is crazy. Um, but that's when I started to say, okay, let's check out the scalenes. And sure enough, we could find the scalenes that were hypersensitive and it was a little tricky because I did medial scalene and, and she felt some relief, but she still raised her arm and felt it go up to the same spot where you normally would feel a levator scapulae issue right in front of the mastoid. So I had her sitting on the table and raising her arm and then I wanted her to put her finger where she felt the pain. Then I felt... And I was able to trace the posterior scalene um, down to where I could treat it, closer to like the C5 level. Um, and then that was, that was the winning ticket. And she still did have upper trapezius um, trigger points that I needed to resolve. She definitely had a serious upper trapezius trigger point. I wish I could explain where it was, but it's kind of right above the spine of the scapula, not not at the 
supraspinatus, but just like a little bit above that, there was this really horrible tight band that was hypersensitized on her. Once I released it, her head turned better and she felt huge relief, like release that helped her arm. Oh, and that was the other, that was the other uh, crazy uh, thing that she said. She said, if I don't hold my arm up when I'm just standing, if my arm is hanging at my side, I'm in so much pain. But if I, if I support my elbow with my other hand, then it relieves the pain. That's what she said when she first came in at the, you know, for the intake. And, and I thought, okay, that is strange. It could be Levator, but it's, I've not something I've seen before. She said, oh, and then my husband and I were, were dragging um, branches in the yard and I was fine doing that. But if I stand and my arm just hangs with gravity, then it causes me this neck pain and I feel it in my upper pec. I'm like, all right, that, that is kind of crazy. But that, that makes sense as a scaling issue. Scalings tend to get injured once you lose strength in the upper trap levator for elevating the scapula, for elevating the shoulder, like shrugging up. So what you'll see is people will injure, if it's not a whiplash injury, I mean, yes, side impact injury, scalenes for sure, okay? You get T-boned in a car accident, scalenes for sure. You need to think about scalenes and SCM for sure. But, um, but why did they get injured in exercise? They get injured during exercise doing things like farmer carries. Like, all right, so if you don't know what a farmer carry is, it, it, imagine take a dumbbell, you're going to hold a dumbbell in each hand and you're going to either walk or you're going to do lunges like as you walk. But most of the time you're just walking with heavy, heavy weight at your side. And so it should be building your upper traps and maybe strengthening your levator and, and helping you, you know, maintain your posture. But uh, once those get fatigued, then the scalenes can get injured. And, and the scalenes attach to the ribs, so that can affect breathing. Tight scalenes um, can also, well, they can cause like anxiety because the person feels like they can't breathe well. Tight scalenes can hit um, nerves from the brachial plexus, which pass right through the scalenes. So scalenes are important to check for a lot of things like that. Um, um, and also, of course, they inhibit your, your lateral flexion. So... Um, so anyway, this uh, this was a, just an interesting case because it seemed so much like a levator trap issue, which it, which it was also. But the part that didn't get better, oh, you know, I, I was mentioning um, the pec pain. So I was just saying, well, that makes sense, though. If you have like a pec minor that's overworking because your serratus isn't firing right, you know, if you do push exercises like push-ups or something, then your pec minor is going to overwork. And that, that makes perfect sense. And it, it's going to anteriorly tilt the, the scapula, uh, scapula and the serratus is, is not firing, so it's going to wing a little bit. And then that can start to cause the levator to overwork and the upper trap to overwork. All of that made perfect sense from a just a, a scapular stability perspective. And yet... That was not the problem. The pain in the upper pec minor was actually referral from where the sc these anterior scalenes um, were attached. 
So I thought that was so fascinating. Um, medial scalenes, anterior scalene as well. Um, so I just wanted to share that because maybe one day you're going to see somebody who has the same pain pattern, or maybe you already know somebody. Um, the if the you know uh, the really odd things were that she couldn't stand with her arm hanging un, unsupported without this pain in her chest and her and her back and her neck and and then the other thing that was unusual was when she raised her arm it caused pain up to the that sort of suboccipital area where the levator scap usually causes pain um and i just thought that was so odd and it's so rare to see so i wanted to share it because it's so random i i i, I may never see that i i may never see it again or i may not see it for you know eight or ten years it's it's really rare but it's good to know that those scalenes can cause pain into the ribs the upper ribs um so if you're getting baffled by something something's not getting better you're treating those you're treating rhomboid major rhomboid minor upper traps levator they still got that upper mid back pain maybe it's posterior scalene or maybe, you know, they're having pec minor pain and you're treating pec minor and major, treating, you know, upper, uh, the, the clavicular head of the of the pec major, you're treating the, the sternal head, treating the pec minor, treating, you know, uh, subclavius, who knows what, what we would go through if we saw this pain. Um, and if it's not resolving, consider the scalenes. Maybe it is a pain referral from the scalenes so all right that's my story for today um hope you had a great week have a great weekend and i will talk to you soon